Hi y'all, welcome back to my podcast, Let's Talk Books. If you're new, hi, my name is Grace, and today I'll be discussing All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. The main characters in this story are Marie Lauer and Warner Fenning, and I'm going to do a quick summary about what this book is really about, and then also uh, do a quick review slash like my opinion on this book as a whole. So we focus on Maria Lore and Warner Fenning throughout most of the story, and it's essentially them uh, during World War II, before World War II, and during. And essentially, Maria Lore is a French woman who, I think, is like six or seven in 1936, and then she. Um, I think it's like 15 or something like that by 1944 or 1945. And essentially we follow her and her father's life from prior to the war of World War II to kind of the end of it. And we see how much like she is scared and we experience what she has to do in order to avoid getting captured from the Germans and she essentially she also is blind so she is not able to see anything um and so if she's walking somewhere she has no idea like visually I mean she can't visually see if there's people that are suspicious like what's going on or anything and she and her dad I think were lived in a small town for a bit I'm not remembering the name, and then they move to St. Malo, I think, and I apologize for not pronouncing stuff correctly, um, and they moved to St. Malo for a bit, and her dad was working for the National Museum in France, like, I think in Paris or somewhere else, and then due to the war, they had to move out and they now live in St. Malo or during this period they lived in and during that time essentially she and her dad live with um like a maid or I think that would be the best way of describing it and there or I think her great uncle Etienne who was a part of World War II, and now he lives in a specific room and of the house. Like, he kind of st- stays in this one particular room for most of it, but then he'll come out, and he, near the end of the war, he and Marie Laure would go to the bakery and get... Um, numbers and stuff in order to send out via radio and I think that's one of the biggest things throughout this novel is the use of radios in order to communicate with each other and they're able to kind of record and send out messages by using these numbers and kind of reading what it says and the the way that they are able to um get these pieces of bread and not having anyone figure out like oh wait this is um a hidden thing like what are they doing they were able to 
do it the entire time. And I think Maria Lara was the main person who went to the bakery. And she would throw it in her knapsack. And then, on the other hand, like, start talking about Warner. Warner um, was a German during this... Or, yeah, he was a German. And he was a kid when the war started. I mean, I think he was still pretty young when he got thrown into the army. I think he was like 15. Um, He was uh, part of the orphanage prior to war starting. And the beginning of the war, he was still in the orphanage. And people realized that he knew how to um, make radios and how to tear them apart, all this stuff. So he was able to work with a specific person in order to learn more about radios as well as making sure that, um, we're not necessarily making sure, but he would help out with kind of rebuilding radios and making sure that they were actually useful. And so then he ends up getting into the army because he, because of this, like he got his age changed. And so that made him be eligible to get into the army. And so then he ends up being a part of this like unit and they're going around, um, like a variety of countries and using the radio. And so that he ends up being in St. Malo and he meets, Maria Lauren, like, I think near, not necessarily near the end of the novel, but probably, like, um, two-thirds of the novel, he, yeah, like, meets her, and essentially, when she, he meets her, he wants to be, like, he wants to help her, and he tries to help her as best he can, um, because he would get thrown in jail if the Germans or even like the Americans or some other country would find him walking around and essentially he gets caught and then he gets put into like this hospital to make sure that he's doing okay. And then he ends up passing, um, in, I think, 1944, 1945, and essentially, like, this story is kind of how these two characters are intertwined, and their experiences are quite similar in how they're feeling, even though they are um, from different places, and they went through different things in some ways. They both experienced this war that I think that they lost a lot of people, and how that affected them and I think it kind of shows like how it can it affected everyone in different age groups and I think it was interesting to learn about that and there's another like little plot line like subplot line in the story about the stone that I don't remember what it's called but it was like the stone of flames or something like that where the story was that the stone was meant, um, it was, like, something along the lines of, like, the stone was, um, 
something that was created to give to the loved one uh, the loved one of someone or something I don't necessarily remember and essentially like it was meant to be given to a loved one but it ended up not and so it was like and there's like another thing about it where when it officially was created it was given to this person and they at first got a lot of luck but they um ended up like everyone around them got misfortunes of like essentially like the person who first got the stone like after it was created he essentially like had it and he at first like thought it brought him luck but then we learn that everyone around him dies or gets sick or something like that and so then he ends up like dying near that like by the end of his like or not necessarily by the end of it sorry um but like he ends up passing and so then like he will um then the stone kind of gets found again and that happens again to another person and essentially like um by the end of it like we learn that the stone will cause misfortunes to people um unless you like throw it back in the ocean to have it sent back to the loved one or who it was meant to be given to and so essentially Marie Laura got a hold of this um rock or stone um and essentially she um has it and she heard all these stories of through kind of other like co-workers of her dad when she went to the National Museum for a bit and essentially she gets access to the stone because her dad was carrying it around um because the director of the National Museum didn't want it to get stolen and so they gave copies of the stone to multiple other people and I think they gave the real stone to Maria Laura's father and essentially she has it and then by the end of the novel she gives it to Warner when they meet for like a day and a half and uh he throws it in this little hidden like room that kind of is like a cave where there is water and so he throws it in there and so it's hidden slash locked away in this place that most people don't know about and that's about it honestly like Warner ends up passing and then we kind of in 1974 we see the perspective of Warner's little sister and this guy who's in the same unit as Warner and they went to like the same like train academy so they knew each other from that and then what else um that's about it we get I think we get also get another chapter with Maria Lore in 1974 but I think that's about it and it's like how the war affected them as well as like what they do now um and I think in general I like the book I think it was really interesting I really like the writing I think the plot itself could have done could have been better but I think overall it was good I mean I really like the 
writing. I think that was really nice to read a book that had good writing um, in comparison to like the Shatter Me series just because it's... I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just nice being able to read a novel where the re- writing was like good quality and the storyline was okay. I think it could have been better, but I think overall I was happy that I was able to read it and be able to get it off my list because it's been on my list for a while. Um, so that's about it for today's episode. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. And in my next episode, I'll be talking about Twisted Love by Anna Huang. And I'm so excited to talk about it. But anyway, I hope y'all have a good day and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.